I felt it for the first time this year and it was absolutely wild. All right, welcome or welcome back to Just Know Though podcast. I am your host, Jen. It has been a minute since I've done an episode by myself, but I really wanted to just come on here, spend some time with you guys this holiday season. This year has been absolutely insane. Insane. I don't know if it's like coming out of the pandemic and just so many changes, the family and freedoms two-part series, Manifesting Motherhood and First-Generation Dreams, coincided with me deciding go back, going back to therapy. So a lot of thought-provoking things happening, a lot of change, also learning how to listen to myself as well. And I really did take a long break after almost two years of the podcast, and I didn't realize how hard I was going. And one thing that I've really dove deep into these past couple months is listening to myself more, understanding my behaviors, why I do things the way I do, which is, it kind of was God's timing with the first generation dreams because for being first generation, it's wild. Goodness, it's wild. And for me personally, um, if you followed the podcast, you know that I've always struggled with a work-life balance and imposter syndrome, burnout, fatigue, whew, all that bad stuff. Do you want to plug Health and Hustle series? Because I think that's where I talk about it the most with Carla. Yeah, I really just had to dive deep into why I worked so freaking hard. You know, really break habits and build new habits and build work boundaries, build personal boundaries, which is what we kind of always talk about on this podcast. So everything just kind of hit the fan, right? In a good way, but it was also really hard, hence the long break. Also why I'm doing a series right now with y'all going to postpone the Mind Over Matter series till um, spring. If you have listened to the First Generation Dreams, you'll know that Everyone on there, their stories are so layered. I don't know if it's because of the identity things that we go go through or if it is dealing with almost the like the generational trauma of like our parents' sacrifices. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I do encourage if you want to go listen, please do. But one thing that has been really on my mind and my heart lately is coming out of this pandemic. So the whole reason why I started this podcast is because I went through a really, really hard time with depression and anxiety. I had some really, really bad thoughts and I wanted to do this podcast because I really felt so alone. And I wanted to create something that would have helped me when I was going through it. The two years have been crazy. They've been so crazy, but such a blessing. Just everyone that I have gotten the privilege to share space with has been life-changing. Like each person I feel like God uses to speak to me. And it's amazing. And I hope that you feel that way too, especially if you are going through it. So if you have been here, thank you. If you are new, I appreciate you too. Just wanted to reiterate why this podcast is what it is. 
is really just a place where I hope in some way or form builds a connection and pulls you through another day or just gives you some perspective to be a little bit kinder to your neighbor. That is really the basis of this podcast and going off track here, but I did want to do this mini holiday series because God has put it in my heart that grief and heaviness is just around all of us and grief and heaviness is is it is experienced in its darkest when you lose someone to death but what we don't talk about is how we grieve things and people that are also alive and tangible so i do want to plug love and sacrifices series with amazing co-host alex we talk about she talks about her grieving process losing her dad and there's another guest on there as well ariel who talks about losing her mom so if you were in that that season of losing someone i'm so sorry for your loss and if you feel compelled to listen to those i do hope that they help the grief that i'm going to be talking about today is a little bit different if you listen back to the episode i was a little naive you know i i only thought of grief as in losing someone to death however grief is you can experience that whenever you lose something that you had an attachment um, relationship with. Some examples of that is your job. Let's say you had to leave your job or you lost your job. You also have to grieve that and the identity and kind of stability that might have came with. There's also some uncertainty when you have to venture out into a new career. Another thing people have to grieve are relationships and friendships. You know, we don't talk about how it is to grieve people who are still on this earth. I think that's a little unfortunate because, you know, we talk about like letting go and like if they're not good for you or they don't support you, then you shouldn't be friends with them anymore, right? One, I totally agree, but no one talks about the grief that comes with that yeah people also grieve people who are living right friends exes another thing that people have to grieve during this time or just in general are their homes a lot of people there's so many natural disasters so many fires floods oh my gosh so many things happening and a lot of people just also losing their houses so you have to also grieve like your home your home, the memories it came with. That's something that maybe a lot of people also don't talk about too much. Another thing is your health. A lot of people don't talk about your health in terms of like, let's say your body isn't as healthy as it used to be, or you have like an injury or a sickness and you kind of have to grieve yourself in that like, I can't do the things I used to do now. And it's just going to be a bit different. And you have to build a new routine, right? Which is kind of what grief really is, is building a new routine and going through those emotions. Another thing that people don't really talk about grieving is their dreams. Their dreams or their projects, right? Um, Let's say something that you put your heart and soul into didn't get off the ground and you have to make the decision to part ways with it you also have to grieve that and that is a hard pill to swallow i was a little naive talking about grief and love and sacrifices i've never experienced the loss of a loved one now grief has just i felt it for the first time this year and it was absolutely wild 
And that's why I want to come on and do this mini series, especially during the holiday season when, ooh, holidays are hard in general. And then holidays while you're grieving is unimaginably hurtful, painful, and so many emotions. Like you can feel hopelessness, you can feel anger, you can feel despair and anguish and so much sadness and possibly depression. You could feel also restless. Oh my gosh, like there's so it's so complex depending how deep your attachment is or the love that you had. I say all that to say I will be talking more about what helped me during this grieving process during holiday season in hopes that if you are going through it some way or another that you know that you are not alone and that I am don't know who you are but I'm thinking about you and I'm praying about you that some way or another you feel lifted from the spirit of heaviness and that you know that there is light at the end of the tunnel it may not look how it used to look before but there is something to look forward to at the end of the day all right in my field now i don't know if you are too so if you are not good with your emotions and i'm not good with my emotions something my therapist told me i have trouble identifying emotions it's a lot of people do like don't feel ashamed of that because it's even like a proven fact that a lot of people can't name emotions that they're feeling besides the basics of like happy sad angry mad a lot of people can't identify other emotions besides a handful so one thing that helped me was a book by benet brown called atlas of the heart it's basically yeah like an atlas or not like a dictionary but like it basically has emotions that kind of which i never even really knew were kind of you could feel that way but when you put a name to it it makes sense so if you're not good with the emotions this is one of the books that really helped me kind of pinpoint those and understand them a little bit more emotions and grief suck it sucks especially if you are not used to it it brings out all of the worst feelings that make you feel so uncomfortable and make you question almost everything on this earth, especially God. Like it's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy season to be in. Everyone experiences, experiences grief and it's just not all of us maybe process it the same way, talk about it or open about it or even know how to express it. A few things that helped me during grief was one, therapy. I I went all in with therapy. Like I was broke because of therapy. Like it's therapy is expensive and it sucks. I knew I wanted to make that investment into myself and into my mental health. So I did decide to do that. And therapy has helped me so much to understand just my emotions more and my behaviors and has given me a lot of tools to manage my grief and just my life changes. Another thing besides therapy that has helped is, well, one, therapy really did help me listen to myself and my emotions. And in turn, I was able to understand what I needed more. One thing that I actually started doing because of therapy was crying. I never used to let myself cry the way I've been crying lately. You know, it's so funny because I remember the first time I went the therapy i think 
not the first time, but like the first time I cried, I think I turned my video off and my therapist called me out on it. And it's just so uncomfortable crying in front of other people. It's just so vulnerable and it's so intimate and you have to feel safe to cry. And if you don't feel safe, then you fight your tears, right? Anyways, if you have issues crying, I totally feel you because I did not feel safe enough to cry. So that took me some time and let alone, I don't even know if I felt safe enough to cry by myself. I'm so hard on myself. So one thing that has really also helped is just letting it out. And letting it out means either crying or writing for me. And it might be, I know it's different for everybody. Writing helps me, writing and praying, because oh, I just feel like I'm a deep thinker. Deep thinker, overthinker, however you want to label me. I just, I have a lot of thoughts. And then sometimes I can just go down this rabbit hole or this thought trap. And what helps me is writing stuff down, writing my thoughts down, writing my feelings down, and kind of distinguishing the difference between the two. Because of that, that has really helped me just get everything off my chest. Another thing that has really helped me is I make sure I'm sober. <laughs> um, and I laugh a little bit because I know it is so easy to go to alcohol or drugs or whatever your vice is. I know that it's easy to go towards something and numb yourself or use it as a dependency. So one thing that has really helped me during grieving is being sober-minded because I, for one, have, I have used marijuana as a coping mechanism. I didn't want to do that this time. I'm not shaming anyone who does um, because I have totally been there. My experience this time is I wanted to be of sober mind and heart to feel everything, but that did help me. <laughs> It really did help me to, I think when, when I used to numb myself, I didn't really understand what I needed. So then because I didn't do that this time, I didn't go towards that to like self-soothe myself. Then I was really, really able to dig deep and understand why I was feeling what I was feeling and what I needed to do to move forward. So yeah, didn't do that. And I'm really happy that I didn't um, because I did struggle with that for a while. And I, I usually went to marijuana for my stress. And if you know anything in Health and Hustle series, I was stressing out a lot because I was working till like 2 a.m. sometimes. So weed was the only thing that I was really that was helping me go to sleep. So I understand. Not judging, I'm I understand. And I get it if you maybe can't be of sober mind the whole time you're grieving, but I think it's important to give yourself some time and days where you can be of sober heart and mind to to feel your feelings and to grieve, um, but everyone does it differently. Another thing that has really, really helped me is, shoot, being okay with the fact that no one needs to validate my grief. Ain't no soul on this earth that needs to validate my grief, why I'm grieving it, how I'm grieving it. Because I think sitting with that has really given me the power to grieve however I want to grieve, knowing that I don't have to have it okayed by anybody. So because 
it's your journey, right? It's your emotions, it's your experiences, it's your memories. It's all super personal. That has probably been the biggest, one of the biggest lifesavers of like knowing that no one has to validate it. If I know I'm doing the best for me and the best possible in that moment, then I'm okay with that. I think that's one of the hardest things is uh, some people will have opinions on, oh, you're not over that yet? Or, oh, it's already been how long? People will come with their toxic positivity to try to make you feel better and it doesn't make you feel any better. So come to terms with no one has to understand and no one has to okay it will will help. That has kind of been how I've been processing my feelings and my emotions and my grief. And I will say a couple of things that have helped me really during this holiday season in hopes that if you're feeling it, maybe some of these things you can try too. I turn off my phone. <gasps> when I'm in my feelings sometimes or I know it's going to be a rough day in my mind, I turn off my phone. And I can tell you right now that has helped me so much on so many occasions like just turning off my phone because i know i'm gonna be distracted by it i'm gonna like mindlessly scroll or you know try to occupy my phone with like all the other apps on it like pinterest or whatever else and turning off my phone has really helped me be in my own space be in my own mind and really just allow myself to give me give me time you know, like my phone doesn't need any more time. Like I need to give myself time. So turning off my phone was one of the best things that I could have my, done for myself. And I did it actually on Thanksgiving. This past Thanksgiving, I actually spent by myself. Um, it just worked out that way with family members being away, others being sick. My family is kind of all over the place in terms of distance. So didn't really work out this year. So I did have to spend holidays alone while I was grieving. It was rough, but you know, I allowed myself time and space and grace to cry, to turn off my phone, to be of sober mind. And it was rough for a couple hours, but the day got so much better and turned around. That has helped me. And I know that holiday season... The whole month can be so freaking rough. It's not even funny. Like, especially with so many gatherings and get-togethers and, like, constant reminders of maybe, like, what you've lost in life. It's hard. It's rough. And I pray and hope that whoever is listening, if you are grieving, whether it's a job, a person, someone to death, oh, that they are with the Lord now and... Or if you are grieving like you lost your home, a friend, whatever it is, I really do hope you feel comforted to know that you are not alone. The feelings may not go away, but they will subside and that you owe yourself all of the time and love that you can give yourself. And it's okay if you aren't able to give that to other people right now. I think it's important that whoever is listening knows that your grief doesn't have to be validated anybody else your feelings don't have to be validated they're your own feelings no one can tell you whether they're right or wrong no one can tell you you can't feel that way or you should have been over it you know what i mean i don't know if this was helpful but i really really do hope during this mini holiday series 
we can kind of just unpack some emotions, some thoughts, make this holiday season a little bit less lonelier for whoever is in that season. I really just hope we can lift each other up. If you know somebody who is having a hard time, maybe not themselves, maybe you can reach out to them. Let them know how you feel, that you care about them. You never know what that might do to a person. So I really just encourage everyone to think and listen to themselves, what they need during this holiday season, if they have the time and the space to also be kind to others during this time, because it is a crazy time coming out of the pandemic into a recession. And there's a lot of loss and heaviness happening in this world right now. So I hope wherever you are, if you're in the car, on a walk, washing the dishes, I really do hope and pray that you have a good day, a good week. 